Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to Mom's Game 2, the podcast. My name is Maisha, and this week we are talking about strategies to stay present as a mom. I know that we have things, all the things, right? And sometimes we just are not as present as we would like to be. So if you would like some strategies on how to stay present as a mom, keep listening. Finished the ferret enclosure that's now in my living room, moved around the living room, moved around the living room to compensate for said ferret enclosure. I will post a picture of the ferret enclosure on Facebook so that you guys can see my cute little carpet sharks and their little kingdom. I love them so much. We finally hooked back up the TV. It had been unhooked for maybe two weeks at this point, which is why I haven't been streaming because I had no TV and my I use my Xbox on the TV to stream. Realistically, I could have hooked the Xbox up to a monitor now that I'm thinking about it. What do they say? Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So I didn't do that. I just worked on getting our living room back in order. I am getting ready to set back up my garden room, which is a room on the side of my living room where I keep all of my plants and things. I had given that room to my ferrets. My ferrets are no longer over there. So it's time for a deep clean and I get to start growing things again, which I am so excited about because I love gardening. That's a thing. I started working on that last week. I set up a study area for my children, mainly my son, because he seems to really be struggling with getting his work done. So I am trying to figure out ways to help him with that. And one of those things is not letting him go sit in his room to do his homework because he goes to sleep or he's up there listening to music and playing games and stuff. In our mudroom, I set up a desk. It's fairly quiet because it's kind of disconnected from the rest of the house, close enough to where I can check in on him, make sure he gets the help that he needs far enough away that his sisters won't be bothering him. So we did that last week. I still need to do some cleaning up in the mudroom to make it functional, but him being able to do his work in a quieter environment that still allows me access to him was so much more important than that. The seven-year-old, seven-year-old, all last week. Last week was really rough for me and her. We, we just couldn't get on the same page, you guys. Like it, it didn't matter what I did. Didn't matter what I said. Deep breaths didn't work. It, me and her just could not get on the same page. So I'm hoping that this week will be better with her. Um, We talked. I don't think she's getting enough exercise, physical or mental. So I need to 
maybe go to like Walmart and grab some coloring books or some workbooks, something that challenges her a little bit more than school, because I don't think school is challenging her in a way that it needs to for her to really use her brain. So I need to work on that. I need to figure out exactly where she is so I can give her a little bit of a challenge. Orchestra has started. Girl Scouts is still going on. Chess Club has started. Robotics Club has started. Two of my kids are in Chess Club this year and I'm so excited for that. But that's it. That's our weekly catch up. Not much of anything business wise was a very light week. I got the podcast up last week. No streaming because as I said, the TVs weren't together. I am working on a schedule now that hopefully I will be able to implement in the next couple of weeks. After I get my hair done, I'm getting my locks back. I'm so excited about that. That's next weekend. That is the weekly catch up. Story time, story time. It is story time. So as I mentioned, my son is struggling in school and not your typical struggling, not he doesn't understand the work. So he is struggling with remembering to turn said work in or just remembering to do it in general because he's always so distracted. Literally the only thing on this kid's mind is reading on his Kindle and playing on his video games. And we struggle with that because while I don't feel like grades are the most important thing in the world, I also know that, you know, there is a certain level of, there is a certain level of they need to be important just for sake of getting out of high school, right? And right now he's only in the seventh grade, but he already knows he doesn't plan on going to college. He already knows what he wants to do and realistically what he wants to do does not require college. He wants to be a coder and he wants to do video streaming. I'm totally on board with both of those things. I think he will be great. He really does have that really hyperactive, bubbly personality with, I want to say a hint of sarcasm, but it's not a hint. It's like an overwhelming amount of sarcasm. He's a cute kid. So we've really been struggling with this. And I have had to take a more active role in making sure that he is taking care of his work. I'm signed into his Google Classroom so that I can see what assignments he has due every week so I can give him gentle reminders through the week. Hey, don't forget to turn this in. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to take the time to study for this test. I make sure that, you know, I give him those gentle reminders throughout the week so that he does not fall behind because He did fall behind in math, just literally, I don't even know what happened. He just like skipped a whole unit just and then took the unit test. He didn't fail the unit test. He just didn't do the work. He got a 75, which if you don't do the work, that's fantastic, right? But like, bruh, I had him go back, finish up all the work so he could retake the test because his teacher is on board with him retaking the test once he gets all of his work done to ensure that he gets a better grade. His math teacher seems to really connect and understand with my son and his way of thinking. So I'm so grateful for that. So last week, when I found out that my son was not turning in his work, we had to have a whole conversation about 
grades and turning in work and being responsible. And he was not thrilled in any way, shape or form because his thought process, which I agree with 100% for him, is grades are just numbers. I don't plan on going to college and I would really like to do what I can to graduate early. So why do I need to really focus on doing these things? So we talked about, you know, graduating early and what that actually entails, meaning you have to do your work and you have to put like your best foot forward so that they can see you understand the work that they are giving you so that you can ask to move up in grades so that you can talk to your teachers about setting up your classes so that you get the most out of them so that you can get out of high school early. I'm willing to help him do it. Like, if that's what you want to do, you already know the path that you want to be on in life. I'm all for it, right? And I'll do anything I can to help you. This week has been a rearranging of sorts for me and him and getting to a place where he can achieve his goals. I had to take a step back from, you know, the norm of thinking. You go to school, you do your schoolwork, you do what's asked of you, blah, 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 blah. Because that is not what works for him. Having to cater my way of thinking to how he thinks so that I could explain to him why things need to be done in the way they need to be done in hopes that he will see and understand that and adjust what he's doing. And that on top of me giving the consistent reminders that ag him to like the earth's end. Every time we talk about things that I notice he hasn't turned in, it's a whole issue. He hates it. But I'm hoping, this is the hope, this is the hope for this story time. I am hoping that he will get so sick of me having to remind him to do his work. I know this is horrible, but I'm hoping that he will get so sick of me reminding him to do his work that he will just start taking the responsibility to do it without the reminders necessary, right? Because, you know, he's about to be 13. At some point, and I know it's their kids, they need the reminders. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm trying to get out of the mindset that was drilled into me as a kid, which we all know. I hope you know your homework as well as you know them songs. I hope you putting in the time in your work, like you putting in the time in that video game. Like I'm trying to pull myself out of that mindset because I would rather play my video games than do anything that's a responsibility. And I understand that he would like to do the same. So encouraging him to find the balance as I've had to find the balance, has been rough. <laughs> but I, I I think we're on the right road. So that is this week's story time about how me and my son are working on getting on the same page so that he can get his schoolwork on track and I can stress less about him maybe not being on the path that I think he should be on because what I want doesn't really matter. Let's be real. Whatever goals I have for my kids, those are my goals. Those aren't necessarily their goals. So just because I want those things doesn't mean that those are the things that are going to be happening. And I have to remember that so that I'm not 
punishing them or lashing out, so to speak, when they are not doing the things that I feel they should be doing. Because just because I think they should be doing it doesn't mean that that's really what they're supposed to be doing. And that is my takeaway from dealing with what me and my son are currently dealing with. So hopefully you guys got something from that. And it helps you because having to reframe your way of thinking is hard. But it helped me. So hopefully it helps you too. Alright you guys, let's do it. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. Staying present as a mom when you're busy. The world demands things of you, your life, all the things. Let's talk about the why. Why it's important to be present physically and mentally because being in the same house as your kids is different than being physically, emotionally, and mentally present with your kids and interacting with them. While we need to check out, we need time to ourselves, we need time for our brain to just not have to do because let's be real, as moms, we carry most of the mental load of our household. Most of us are our house managers. We do most of the things for the kids. We do the things for the husbands. We do the things for ourselves. If we have pets, we do the things for the pets, the grocery shopping, meal planning. Most households, the majority of those things fall on mom, right? After you do all of the things every day, you just want to check out. But that's not always plausible because you still have to be physically, emotionally, and mentally present with your kids so that they understand that you're there. They are able to build those bonds with you. They are able to make memories with you. Those are the main reasons why being present really does matter. Sometimes it's hard, but it really does matter. When we're talking about being present, the biggest thing that I do to make sure that I am able to be present for my children. (laughs) Just taking deep breaths because four kids is a lot, right? And even though, you know, the oldest is 23, the youngest is seven, they're not babies anymore. It still takes a lot to be not even so much physically present, but mentally and emotionally present for for very different human beings that you are responsible for in this life. It takes a lot to be present in that capacity. So taking deep breaths, I literally, the bathroom is my escape route. And even though it's not that big of an escape route because my pit bull... My pit bull is the dog that sits at the door and cries if you close him out of the bathroom. And my seven-year-old will hold a whole conversation with me at the bathroom door. And don't let me forget to lock the bathroom door because she will bust straight in, don't matter what I'm doing, and hold a conversation. Door wide open. She don't care. Privacy what? Nah. It's this me and you. (laughs) But I do 
go in the bathroom, lock the door, and just deep breaths. Trying to expel some of that overwhelm because my kids come home on 10, like all the time. It's, I don't know what it is about school. I don't know what they're giving them at school, but my kids come home hype. And then I have to roll them in to get them to do their homework, take care of any chores that they have. And 15 minutes into them being home, I am overwhelmed because they're screaming, they're yelling, they're jumping around. It's already getting cold in New York, so they don't really want to be outside like that. So that leaves playing inside, screaming and yelling at all the things, so... There's that. So I just little moments in the bathroom, take deep breaths, take the dogs outside to go to the bathroom and allow myself to just be present outside without all the extra. Take the dogs for a walk and just, you know, walk it out. All of those things help me to be able to stay with my children and actually be there without my headphones in because that is my favorite way to check out when I have stuff going on is throw in my headphones, turn on some music or a podcast and, and just do that instead. (laughs) So, so there's that, right? But Learning how to take a minute to take yourself out of the overwhelm so you can handle the overwhelm has been one of the best things that I have learned to do. Uh, And sometimes it's literally just me telling my kids, okay, you guys, I need 10 minutes. I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to close the door. Don't come knock on my door. Don't come ask me for anything. I'll be back in 10 minutes because my kids are old enough for me to do that. I know that's not possible for all moms. You know, sometimes you might just have to sit on the floor with your kid, give them something to do for a few minutes and just close your eyes and pretend you're elsewhere. I understand that, you know, when you have younger kids, it's not always possible. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, Another thing that I do is set boundaries. This is by far the hardest Thing for me with the people in my household. That is why I cannot get on a good schedule with my podcast and with my streaming and setting boundaries with my family and telling them, okay, between this time and this time, I'm not doing anything for anybody. I'm not doing anything for the household. I'm not doing anything for the dogs, the kids, the nothing. I need to focus on my business. I need to focus on what it is I'm supposed to be doing for me. Setting boundaries has definitely been the hardest thing in my life. And as my kids get older and they gain independence and they don't want to be home so much, I'm finding it harder and harder to set those boundaries because anytime that they are home and they are in my presence, I want to be with them. So I put off streaming in order to play around with my kids or watch movies with my kids or teach them to cook or whatever it is we're doing. I put off the things that I should be doing for me in order to spend time with them. 
And then when they're not home, I'm taking care of household things. And so the things that I want to do for me just kind of gets put on the back burner. And I need to stop doing that. That is one of the things that I am trying to get back in check. I need to remember that having boundaries is okay. Telling them I'm doing something for me right now is okay. All of those things are okay. The more that you are able to set boundaries with the people in your life and tell them, hey, I understand you need me for this, but between this time and this time is my time. And then we can come back to whatever it is you need at the end of this time. Being able to set and stick to those boundaries gives you so much more freedom to be able to be more present. Because you're taking care of the things you need to take care of in the time that you're allowing yourself. And then you're just going to go and do the things that your kids want you to do or your spouse wants you to do or whatever needs to be done. But if you're like me and you lack the ability to set those boundaries, you always feel like you're running in circles with your head chopped off. So this is something that I have been working really hard on this year to set those boundaries. And in the beginning of the year, I did really good. And now there's nothing. (laughs) And I'm working on setting those boundaries again. But like I said, when my kids are home, I want to spend that time with them. Even when I'm overwhelmed, even when they're aggy, even when... You know, I'm struggling with being in the same room with them sometimes because the yelling and screaming and jumping, I still want to be there. I don't want to be at my office. I don't want to be in another room. I want to be with my kids. But if I don't set the boundaries to get done the things that I want to get done, then my self-care falls off. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, this podcast is part of my self-care because you guys are my friends told you that right don't have any IRL friends you guys are my friends so making sure that you put those boundaries in place set yourself up a schedule and stick to it the time that you have for work the time that you have for household things the time that you have for yourself and then the time that you have for your children and your spouse And stick to it because you will see that your kids see, okay, mom's sticking to this. So we need to go do something else because I know she's just going to tell me to go do something else. It It gets easier and I know it gets easier. Summertime was really rough for me for this. And that's when my boundaries just melted into a puddle of nothing. But I'm, I'm going to try to do better for Christmas break this year and summer break next year. And hopefully I can set these boundaries and stick to them so that going forward, I don't have these issues. I know at first it sounds like you're setting boundaries to not be present, but you're setting boundaries so that you can decrease your mental load. And then when you are spending time with your family, it's their time. You're not trying to spend time with your kids while simultaneously cleaning up and cooking, posting to your business account, working on business things on your phone. You are just strictly spending time with your family. Thinking about your boundaries like that instead of 
you know, spending more time away from your family, think of it as decreasing your mental load and compartmentalizing so that when you do spend time with your family, it is just family time. I struggle with that one. Number three, and this is a big one for me because I love my devices and so do my kids, but getting rid of devices for a specific amount of time during the day where you guys are playing board games or you're just talking or you're baking together or cooking together or you're outside doing things brings a level of closeness and the memories that you make are so much more vivid when they are not overshadowed by the TV or the video game or the Kindle or the cell phone or the tablet When you remove those devices and just spend time, the memories that you make are, I'm not going to say they're better because some of our best memories have been made playing Mario Kart and Mario Party. But at the same time, you know, making memories without electronics definitely has a place and should have a big place. So I feel like that is, you know, with everything being digital in today's world, I feel like it's really hard to take a step back and say, okay, let's put away all of the electronics, including the TV, and go find something to do. We went to a pumpkin patch, had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Even... If you don't realize it, having your phone playing and the TV playing and a kid over here playing on the video game, that adds so much to your overwhelm and your overstimulation. And you convince yourself that you're used to it because it's always what's going on. But then when that noise is gone, when you quiet all of that extra light and noise, you realize that maybe you're not as used to it as you think. And, you know, that overwhelm that you're consistently feeling, maybe the devices are contributing to it. So getting rid of the devices, spending time with just you, without your devices, you and the kids, you and the family, top tier. You will love it. I promise you, you will love it. Number four. And we've talked about this one already. It's kind of the same as setting boundaries. Making sure you take care of yourself. Making sure that you set time aside for your self-care. Whether that's gym, reading, just taking a nap. Like we we talked about self-care last week. So I don't need to go very, very deep into that. I know you guys already know that taking care of yourself is monumentally important to being able to take care of other people. You cannot take care of other people if you are not taking care of yourself. I know you know this already. It is one of the biggest things that I drill in across all platforms. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. It just is what it is, okay? All I'm going to say about that, because you guys already know how I feel about self-care, it is a necessity. Part of that self-care, reaching out for help when you need it. 
delegating when you can. I My husband does not know it yet, but next year we will be hiring a maid to come in once a month and deep clean our house. Because I don't like doing it. The kids don't like doing it. And making sure that the house gets deep cleaned once a month will take so much off of my plate and so much stress and overwhelm off of me because right now it just falls on me and it's a big house. So I don't want to. End of the day, I just don't want to. I want to delegate that. When we go back to restructure our finances again, because we do that every year, um, one of the things that we will be doing, we will be going back to HelloFresh. We will be going back to a subscription meal plan because I'm tired of meal prep. I am tired of meal planning. I'm tired. So that is part of my self-care. Delegating tasks that I'm, I don't want to do anymore. And I don't. I don't want to do it. So delegating those tasks, top tier. Definitely a necessity. Number five. <laughs> Number five. Embracing your imperfections. And this is hard for me because imperfection in my eyes means I'm failing. I struggle with that parallel so much. And I know a lot of other moms do as well. Everything needs to be perfect. Everything doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be done. And in some cases, it doesn't even need to be done. That's a thing too. So it's okay. It's okay if the things don't get done. It's okay if they don't get completed. You have three loads of laundry to wash, dry, and put away, but you only got two done. You got two done. You've got a sink full of dishes, but the dishwasher is already running. Dishwasher's already running. You didn't get around to vacuuming today. You can vacuum tomorrow. You, things don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be perfect. Nothing's perfect. I don't care what anybody says. Nothing in this world is perfect. Embrace just getting things done to the best of your ability that day and whatever that means for your life that day. Because I know it's important to us, you know, but at the end of the day, the things that we hold the most important are really drops in the barrel. Having a clean house is important. Don't get me wrong. Having a clean house is very important. It's a health thing. You know, it's once things start piling up, overwhelm sets in. I'm not saying that, that, that making sure your house is clean is not important. What I'm saying is it doesn't have to be spotless. It's okay for your house to be lived in and not Instagram ready. I hate the aesthetic of Instagram and Pinterest ready houses. It sets up a very unrealistic standard. And I want to be able to live in my house. I want my kids to feel comfortable living in their house. So just be okay with things not being perfect. Be okay with not living in an Instagram ready house. Just, it's not necessary. It is not necessary. So embrace it. Okay. And last but not least, having a schedule and creating rituals, right? And, you know, they, 
some people don't like the word ritual. So we're also going to call this having a schedule because they do go hand in hand. If you guys read a story every night, that is a routine. That is a schedule. That is a ritual. If you have a snack before bedtime every night with your kid, same thing. Having dinner at a certain time, same thing. Bathing at a certain time, certain days, whatever the case may be, same thing. As long as you are setting schedules and sticking to them, and it's the same thing with creating boundaries. These two things go hand in hand, literally. Setting up time frames to have certain things done allows you to... And not just you, your kids allows predictability. They know what's coming. You know what's coming. You know what needs to be done, when it needs to be done. And it helps you relieve some of the, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing stress. So just remember that it is important to have some sort of structure, some sort of schedule. I do my best to make sure that we stick to not a complete and total schedule, but there are certain things that we need to get done by certain times on certain days so that our life runs smoothly. Does it always work out that way? Absolutely not. Is it still important? Absolutely. Do I try my best to make sure we stick to it as close as possible? Bet your ass. So that is schedule, routine, rituals, whatever you want to call it, boundaries, have them in place. Have them in place for you, for your family, for your spouse, for your animals. Have them in place. Household things, all the things. And then allow yourself to say, okay, I'm cleaning between this time and this time. Whatever doesn't get done within that time frame, tomorrow. That is so important. Don't take time away from your family to mop the floor. The floor will be there tomorrow. You didn't get it done in your allotted time frame? Tomorrow. It, it, I promise it's not going to kill you. <laughs> it's not going to kill the floor. Make, put it as the first thing for you to do on your schedule tomorrow. I didn't get it done today, so tomorrow that is the first thing that I'm doing. And then I will move on to the things that I need to do tomorrow. Make sure that you are keeping those schedules and those boundaries so that you're not flowing in the wind, you know? So those are my six strategies for staying present. Let's, let's recap just a little. Deep breaths, staying mindful of yourself. Taking a moment, however you want to say it, just being able to deal with the overwhelm in a way that is healthy. Setting your boundaries. No, I'm not doing that right now. I need this amount of time to do this. Set your boundaries and stick to them. Making sure that you take care of yourself. Self-explanatory. Understanding that things do not need to be perfect. It's okay for things not to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Absolutely nobody. 
creating a schedule, a ritual, a routine so that you know what's coming, they know what's coming, and it reduces some of the overwhelm. It's not about being perfect, you guys. It's just about being there with as little distraction as possible so that you're able to connect to your kids. That's it. Finding ways to connect with your kids. Making sure that you are stressed out as little bit as possible so that your kids are able to make those connections. All of those things are important and they come together as what you need in order to be present for your kids, your family, your spouse, all of things. And that is it, you guys. That is all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for rocking with me for another week. I appreciate you guys. And if you enjoy listening to the podcast, follow me on whichever streaming platform you listen on, whether that is Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Amazon Music. Those are the platforms I'm currently on. Eventually, I will get this over to YouTube for YouTube Podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, there is a public Facebook page, Mom's Game 2. There is a private Facebook group, Mom's Game 2 as well. Answer the questions or I won't let you in. I don't want no drama in there. Just the moms who want to play video games and make friends. That's it. No drama, you guys, okay? Uh, there is an Instagram, Mom's Game 2. There is a TikTok, Mom's Game 2 as well. So follow us on the interwebs and the social media platforms. There is a website, Moms Game 2 as well. There is an email list if you are interested in that. The website has some merch. Feel free to check that out, along with some blog posts. Blogging is something that I am slowly integrating back into my life. We'll get there, you guys. There's so many things that I want to be able to do with this podcast and the things that I have connected to it. And life is just lifing right now, but I am going to get all of these things situated in a way where I can do them with no problems. We're going to get there, right? On a schedule with some boundaries in place. All right, you guys, that's it for this episode. I will talk to you next week. Bye.